welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing live together, and we're so glad you have joined us. Hey, Dr. Linda, you're a couple hundred miles away or something like that. I am. We're distancing. We're doing our social distancing again. One more time. That is right. We are uh, two different places again this weekend, and depending on where you live, you have been in isolation with your family now for a number of weeks, and we thought it might be good to talk about how the kids see this and what they're learning, both the good things and maybe the bad things that are coming out of more family time, and uh, we would just want to see what type of struggles that they might be experiencing. I've been very concerned about the kids and their mental health. The truth is, Chris, we don't know what the impact of this isolation time is going to be. One of the issues we often hear from kids is that they really miss their playmates. Hello, I'm Eliza Hayes and I'm 14 years old and quarantine has been pretty good for me. I have done a few things to like get my mind off of like being home and alone and trying to get like the days to be more exciting. I planned a birthday party for my dad, just the family, and we set up this like at home movie theater that was really fun and it was like really inexpensive and it was just like props and stuff. It was really fun for the family and it was super special. And then also I figured out ways to make like small events be like big events. So we have eaten dinner in the back of our car with the trunk open so we can see the mountains. And I've just done a bunch of fun stuff. The main reason that quarantine is hard for me is because a few things have gotten canceled that I was really sad about. My eighth grade graduation and parties got canceled and a big concert that I wanted to got canceled and camps got canceled. But overall, I'm just trying to make the best of it and have fun. I think she's doing a pretty good job, Dr. Linda. She has been one busy girl. She is very creative. I mean, to make a whole movie night. And I guess she was telling me that she had made name tags for the family and done popcorn and all kinds of things. So she's making the most of quarantine. She said it was pretty good for her. And she's a very social kid. I know her, and she's very, very social. So kudos to her. That's a good attitude. Are some kids having more problems with this than others? I do think so. And we're going to hear on our show clips from kids who are trying to make the best of this. But there are a lot of kids in inner cities with single parents who don't have much of an outlet for play. If you're an only child or a child who doesn't get along well with their siblings, you may be more vulnerable to missing your friends than a child who does have some sibling playmates. That makes a difference if you've got siblings that you get along with. I've seen a lot of children in the neighborhoods out in their families playing together. So I think at least if you have a sibling to play during the day, it's gonna help, but it's not the same as having other friends around you. And the thing we have to remember, Chris, is that children who were lonely before the pandemic and already felt like the world was against them may be struggling more acutely now. How important, whether it's with siblings or maybe even friends around the neighborhood, like you said, how important is it for uh, for kids to play? It's more important than we really think because play facilitates cognitive development. And honestly, playing with adults is not the same. I hate to say it, but adults are more boring. <laughs> They're more <laughs> impatient. And a lot of times we have other things that we have to do. So it's just not the same. You make a good point because Matthew comes up to me and he said, hey, let's do this and this and this. It's like, well, you know what? Even though I'm here, I'm still working. So 
you know, we have to wait till later. So, yeah, they, they don't quite understand it. What are some other benefits of socializing with other children besides your siblings? Well, play helps develop a child's social skills, and it helps them to learn how to develop relationships outside the family, which that is a skill that you will hone all your life by playing with other children. And you're going to really benefit from that in your adult relationship. So play is not this little, you know, fun thing that kids do. It really is part of their development that helps them with adult relationships. And you know, they're not in school either. So the opportunity to socialize has been cut down tremendously. Not all kids are upset about not being in school, Chris. We (laughs) talked to one little boy and this is what he had to say. So Landon, what's one thing that you really like about being home all this time? Playing with Legos. What about that? Like building robots and houses and gingerbread houses. And so can you do that all day long? Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. So what's one of the down things, one of the things Hmm. you don't like so much? School. Yeah, what about that? Say, tell me why. Mm, Math, reading, spelling. So you're not missing school at all? No. Nope, not at all. (laughs) And I got to tell you, Chris, his grandmother was sitting there, and her eyes got so wide when he said that. And after he went off to play in Mm. the driveway when she was sitting there, she said, I can't believe he doesn't like school. <laughs> she was really surprised by that answer. So it was kind of fun to watch her reaction. Well, it makes him a normal kid, right? Right, right. But when I talked to him afterwards, he was like, nope, I don't miss a thing about it. I could do this all day long with my Legos. You know, one thing kids are doing is meeting online for school. And it's sort of like we are right now on the program. Right. Does a virtual connection with friends and and classmates help? It does, but we have to remember that not all kids have access to Wi-Fi. I know that sounds hard to believe, but there are a lot of kids who have to go to the library or count on that during school time. It's not the same type of interaction, especially for younger kids who are really physical, you know, in their play or the socialization that comes during school for teens. Socialization is just such a big part of their learning. It is a little bit different. What about the parents? I mean, we don't necessarily play like a kid would, but um, we're not socializing like we were before either. Is that having the same effect on adults as well? It is. I think it is. And parents are, if they're disconnected from other adults, and again, think of all the single parents who are who could be very lonely in this crisis. When adults don't have that same type of socialization, they can get frustrated and irritable and have difficulty just like kids. That's right, and you combine loneliness with stress, it could be a problem. Right, and children of anxiety-prone, socially isolated parents may be more vulnerable to problems than kids of parents who are skilled at helping each other cope. You know, kids don't have a developed brain, so they are more emotional, they don't regulate their emotions very well, and when their parents are stressed, and they're dealing with children who have trouble regulating their emotions, then what happens is tensions can really raise in a home. Parents need those breaks of school, church, kids going outside to play, especially single parents who are handling all the burdens themselves. And you know, when our routines are so disrupted like we've seen, how do kids cope with this? Well, young kids can become more clingy, tearful, have nightmares or temper tantrums. You may also see children returning to behaviors that they had previously sort of outgrown, such as thumb sucking or bedwetting. I've done some of that. I've become more tearful. <laughs> the nightmares, the tantrums, it's, it's getting to me too. You're an older kid, Chris. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of which, what about the older kids? Yeah. So for older kids uh, and teens, you may see physiological changes, such as changes in sleep or appetite, reduced energy, increased physical symptoms like headaches or stomach aches. 
their thinking might change, they might be more forgetful and distracted. Some kids might become more withdrawn or socially isolated as well. What about kids who are now becoming more worried about getting sick? Is that a concern? I do think it is. Normally, kids are worry-free and they're playful, but we hear things like, now listen to this. This was a story that came out of London of one of the children who said, if we don't wash our hands, we could die. Mm. So, And then they were in London, they were playing a, a coronavirus tag game. So the kids were saying, if you're tagged, you have to stand at one end of the playground in isolation. And if you come out and get tagged again, you die. So that's a rather scary version of tag. But I think what it is doing, it's reflecting their fears and their confusion. And sadly, we're hearing reports of uh, Chinese children being bullied. We need to make sure that we address that with our children. That's right. And maybe what they're hearing at home in terms of blame is where they're getting some of those ideas. So parents need to be very careful about that, especially if you're someone with a faith perspective, because we value each person as made in the image of God, and we never want to treat people like that. So some children are really worried. They are. And increased worries is going to be in the area of health and about the future. Those would be common for kids. While all these are normal reactions, parents should be observing their child's behavior and noticing changes so that they can support them and their coping. The good news is, though, Chris, is most children will be resilient. They are kind and loving to others if this is taught at home. That's right. It's a good reminder about how important parent reactions are to stress. Right now, we need to take a short break. We'll be right back with what the kids are saying during the pandemic. There's no doubt about it, we are definitely living in the text, Twitter, and email age. The handwritten note has become quite the relic. But just because we don't write much with pen and paper anymore doesn't mean we should forsake the kind and encouraging message. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I want to encourage you to share a kind word. Even if it's a text, the power of telling a friend you're thinking of them, complimenting a success, or just saying, hey, hang in there, can make all the difference. If you've ever had your day interrupted by just a quick but genuine message from someone close, you know how a thought can raise your spirits, rejuvenate your mind, or help you stick on a difficult path because someone just cares. While you're listening right now, someone may come to mind, someone you can encourage with a few words. Take a minute and text, tweet, or email that person. Tell them you value them and the part they play in your life. It just might change their whole day. The other night, we were talking about the idea that Bible stories were not just nice stories, but they were there to help us relate to difficulties when they come. Now, I know this wasn't exactly a new thought. I know we know this. But how often do we think about what we are going through and actually place our life stories in the context of those Bible stories? So here's what we did. We took turns and we related a current issue that we were each having to a specific Bible story. Then we used those stories to encourage one another. So for example, one of my friends had a relationship with his boss that felt a lot like David's relationship with Saul. One moment the boss was praising him and giving him assignments. The next moment, the fiery spears would fly. Like David, he trusted God for his tomorrow. He often wondered about the timing of God's intervention, but trusted that God was working on his behalf and the plans God had for him were good. Another friend related to Joseph. She was in a job, unappreciated, and felt thrown to the side while others ascended and were promoted. She could really relate to being in the prison of neglect and rejection, hoping and praying that the 
King, the boss, would remember her and release her from false charges that caused the rejection. Like Joseph, she believed God would restore what was lost. By the end of the dinner, we were laughing and smiling. Life may have thrown us a few curves, but we were determined to react to those curves like the people of faith who went before us. So the next time you need a little encouragement, hey, grab that Bible storybook and think about the lessons we teach our children. Those stories aren't just for kids. They can really encourage us too. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And today's topic is what the kids are saying about this pandemic. And we've got a lot more to talk about. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And that's where you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. And Dr. Linda has a new book out called Living Beyond Pain that helps anyone living with pain get their life back. It's available online and where books are sold. And Dr. Linda, before we went to the break, We talked a little about the importance of us as parents controlling our distress and not transmitting that to our children. Let's talk more about that. Well, some children are experiencing really strong emotional reactions simply by being aware of this existential threat of the disease that they're they're somehow sensing and they're hearing about that's been caused by the coronavirus. And others still may not even be aware of this event. Nevertheless, they're going to be affected by it because of the way the adults around them are going to react. So if adults panic, children will panic because they're going to feel unsafe because children can really pick up on our feelings of anxiety and worry. So the job of parents right now is to stay calm, calm down their children, show them how to respond in distressing times. It's important to validate their fears, Chris, but also reassure with prayer, talking about God as our protector and our helper. This is when the role of faith is so important. During this time, we can really teach our children to depend on God for his help and his comfort. But they need to see us doing that. As it relates to uh, the coronavirus, are some children more vulnerable to problems during a time like this than others? Those children that have had some type of trauma or problem with anxiety prior to the virus, they're going to have more difficulty. But remember, faith is a protective factor, and it's a strong mediator for stressful life events. There are things we can do to help mediate that stress. One of the good things that has happened during this time at home is that some teens and children are becoming very creative in how they manage their time. This is Blakely and Ryder. They're actually fraternal twins. They're in second grade. So Blakely, what is one thing that you've really liked about this stay-at-home time? Well, like if you didn't want to go to school, you don't have to, but, and it's kind of funner because like you can be at home sometimes. So yeah. Anything you don't like about being here? I don't like that we can't go anywhere and we can't go to school and see our friends every day. So that's hard. That's hard. Yes. Okay. How about you, Ryder? One thing you really like? That I get to stay home and play video games and go outside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then one thing you don't like so much. I don't like that I can't go to some places that we can't go to. Anything specific? Anything you're thinking of specific you can't go to right now that you really liked? Probably the jump park. Ah. Those two are awfully shy. (laughs) And they were so fun. Is is he saying a jump park? park i don't even know what that is they'll take a big building usually what happens they move into a vacant department store and fill it with trampolines oh so it's they're jumping right jump all over the place it's a great opportunity for us grown-ups to break an ankle <laughs> so there's a male child saying video games and jumping around right that's pretty typical I'd say. 
This is Logan, second grade. What's one thing you've really liked about being at home? Spending time with my family. Nice. And then was there something you don't like? Not going to get ice cream. <laughs> okay, how about you? And this is, she's seventh grade and it's? Kylie. Kylie. So Kylie, one thing you've really liked about being at home? I like how I can go outside all the time and like do my homework in my bed in the morning. Is there anything that you haven't liked about this? I don't like how you can't go anywhere. Yeah. I'm used to going shopping every weekend and I can't do that. I love it. The 14-year-old is doing her homework in bed and right. she's concerned about shopping. There you go. <laughs> These are first real problems, we have to admit, right? Exactly, they are. Dr. Linda, this week, my daughters, Julianne and Evie, were on Zoom with some of their friends. And uh, Evie caught up with her buddy, Julie, and they just had a, a quick discussion about what life is like stuck at home. What's been good about having to stay home? I have gotten to go to my aunt and uncle's a lot. What's been bad? I'm bored out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything you've been doing to stay busy at home? Um, I've been doing schoolwork, and I have been baking. Okay. Do you have an interesting or funny story about having to stay home? Our aunt and uncle have a woods, so we get to go play in the woods whenever we go to their house. We have built a bridge out of mud and sticks. It was a weird experience. <laughs> wow. We have a woods in our kind of our front yard to the side. There's a creek. We built little houses for dolls, stuff like that. See, I mean, come on. These kids are out in the woods playing and building things and making things. They really have a lot to uh, to be thankful for. Yeah, th these kids seem to be very happy. Uh, I found a lot of these kids outside playing, you know, so they were already engaged with their families. They were really eager to talk, and they all wanted to be on the radio. They all, all right. thought they were going to be famous by being on the radio. <laughs> but we have to remember that not all kids are so fortunate. Uh, I found this story about a four-year-old says that he's fine, and he was asked about how the pandemic is affecting him and he said i have my stuffed animals to keep me company and i get to watch tv but i feel nerve brave which he met with a mixture of nervous and bravery that's a great word nerve brave nerve brave yeah. and his mother says he's become uncharacteristically clingy He's asking nonstop questions about the new virus, and he's begun having accidents during the night. Mm. So that's something he hasn't done in years. So not all kids are responding well. That's right. Actually, Dr. Linda, we do have one more uh, budding interviewer. It's uh, Julianne. She's eight, and she talked to her buddy, Kara. What okay. is good about having to stay home? I've been spending a lot more time with my family and getting a lot more exercise. So my family just had some trees cut down and... We made an obstacle course with some of the tree stumps. Cool. Um, what's bad about it? I miss school and my friends at school and my teacher. What's an interesting story that has happened over when you are in quarantine? Well, my um, dad got a like outdoor TV thing so we can watch movies outdoors. Like I haven't done it yet though. <laughs> Only my dad and his friends have used it, though. Oh, he's making an outdoor movie theater. Maybe people in the neighborhood could come and park their cars around it somehow, and they could have their own outdoor movie. Only the adults have been able to use it so far. So, Nate, you need to uh, let the kids watch a movie on your outdoor movie theater. That's right. That's right. Well, Dr. Linda, we're coming up on uh, our second break. And when we come back, we've heard what the kids have to say about uh, their time in quarantine. Let's talk more about how the faith community can help us with our kids after the break. Dr. Linda, one of our listeners asked this question. Sometimes I'm so overcome with worry and anxiety that I, I think I'm losing my mind. Seems I've tried everything from drugs to meditation. Why doesn't anything work? 
I'm so sorry that your life seems so unmanageable and overwhelming. Too often, though, it does seem nearly impossible to live in peace and contentment because of all the craziness in our world. Did you know that God's plan for handling worry is so simple and yet so perfect that you can begin using it today? Did you know that starting right now, you can begin to cultivate a worry-free life? These aren't pie-in-the-sky promises. They're God's prescription for you to thrive and to soar past your anxiety and worries. Try this. The next time you begin to feel overwhelmed by life's pressures and worry clouds your mind with negative thoughts and depression, say what King David prayed. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Remind yourself that my heart trusts in Him and I am helped. I have so much more good news for you. I hope you'll find it in my book, Letting Go of Worry. Thanks, Dr. Linda. Now that's great advice. You can find God's plan for your peace and contentment in Dr. Linda's book, Letting Go of Worry. It's available wherever you buy your books online. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful, and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I Love My Mother, But... A book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamintel.com, or online where books are sold. You're listening to The Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Her latest is Living Beyond Pain. It's a book to help anyone living with pain get their life back with practical tools that are not related to taking drugs. You can check out her website, drlindamental.com. That's where you will find the book, Living Beyond Pain, and you can connect on social media. And of course, don't forget to uh, catch the podcast on iTunes. We've mentioned several times that loneliness is not the same as being socially isolated. And lots of kids will thrive during this increased time with family, and then they'll realize how important their family is. But others who are not in the best environments uh, may really struggle. Dr. Linda, what can churches do to help? You know, it's interesting, Chris, teens are asking their youth leaders if this is the end times. They're wondering, with all these signs of a pandemic, and we've had weird weather with all kinds of earthquakes and fires and all kinds of things, so they're having this conversation with their youth leaders, and the youth leaders are telling them to read Luke 21, which is where Jesus talks about the signs of the end of time, and Revelation, and the youth leaders are encouraging the teenagers to know the signs of the end time and then help them to work on their relationship with God so that they're ready to be with God whenever the end comes. Mm, that's a weighty subject for a, for a teenager, for a 14, 15-year-old kid. But what are some of the elementary children telling their churches? They need more explaining uh, about social distancing. I thought this was a really <laughs> interesting angle on this because it's going to be hard to bring kids back to church and have them social distance. I don't even know how they're going to do that. But I think it's interesting that there's a church in New York City who posted a video of the associate pastor reading Wemberly Worried 
it's a little book that's out. And then there was another one that a pastor in Illinois read on video to the children that were watching from their youth, little youth group. And it's called Hooray, It's a Duck Day. And so Wemberly Worried is about keeping worrying in check. And Hooray, It's a Duck Day speaks to the boredom of not being able to leave your house. Mm. So they're just trying to engage and help a little bit with some of these topics that we've been talking about so that parents can feel some support. That's right. And these churches are continuing to read the stories each week uh, through the children's ministry departments. And Bible stories would be great to share this way. Version is offering a free app for kids that offers short videos with Bible stories, memory verses, and worship songs with, of course, Dr. Linda, the hand motions. You got to have the hand motions. I was a, I was a worship leader for five-year-olds. It's all about the hand motions right. and the body motions. One pastor said that he had a little girl from their children's ministry call him because she just wanted to check to make sure that he was okay oh, wow. because she didn't get to come to church and see him. I mean, how sweet is that? Children really are awfully thoughtful, aren't they? They are. And parents are thinking, even if we drive children to a, a parking lot and let them be there with each other with the windows up, you know, maybe that would help. That's a kind of a clever idea if you think about it. If you look online, there are so many resources that have popped up, like 35 tech-free, faith-forming, fun activities family can do at home. But I would say just check with your church if you're unaware of how they are reaching out to the children and the youth. They're staying in touch with parents, providing resources, videos by their pastors, their children's ministry leaders. They're using Facebook Live. They're using YouTube. It's actually been quite impressive how many churches have pivoted to this online support. Also, LifeWay is offering a free book to help churches to plan a strategy for Vacation Bible School during these challenging times. And even if your church doesn't use LifeWay materials, this booklet offers helpful suggestions that can be adapted for your curriculum. Did your kids do VBS? Did they do Vacation Bible School? Oh, yeah, that's a big part of the summer. As a matter of fact, we talked about this summer, there may be some VBS cancellations, and the kids are like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. What? Well, LifeWay is also offering free Bible lesson videos and other downloads to maybe help with this, maybe doing it online. They have this thing called a digital pass website. Parents can set up an account to access these resources, and you go to digitalpass.lifeway.com. And also, Right Now Media is offering free accounts to access a portion of their vast library of video content for all ages. Yeah, and parents may sign up to receive family devotionals through Josh McDowell's ministry and crew. Free devotionals for families are also available for preschoolers. There's, there's a lot going on here. You know, hopefully a few of these resources that we've talked about will help. But the best thing to do is to uh, just call your local church and see what's see what the update is. Right. And so as we close this show and we pray that you stay healthy and we want you to minister to your children during this time and strengthen your own spiritual life and also their spiritual lives. But I want to end this with a poem from Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. Every morning we enter a new day. Who knows what the day will bring? God knows. Which is why he tells us to not be afraid. He has already gone ahead of us into the new day. He knows the way, what will happen, what all will need. In the morning, we can put our day in his hands and let him bring into our day, into our year, whatever he has for us. And then in the evening, we give it back to him and trust him with all that happened in it. Well, that's all the time we have from today. Many thanks to our producer, Normental, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation from all of us here at Faith Radio. We'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, 
And it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.